I'm sure Taylor remembered her mother. Thank God she's home recuperating and doing far more better than we thought. And we pray for the day when we shall see her amongst us serving the Lord. We have so many gone to be with their families today and uh, so many traveling also. Let's pray that each and every one will enjoy Mother's Day. By the way, happy Mother's Day. Amen. Okay. Yeah. And they will be coming back to be with us. On Mother's Day, I've been preaching on Mother's Day since when, Adam? Forever. <laughs> I like that, Adam. <laughs> Forever. Only Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Uh, my daughter, who lives in uh, Santa Rosa, sent us something about Mother's Day. She sent her, her gift to her mother and a beautiful words. And uh, she sent us this uh, little four or five words, uh, I mean lines. I wanted to read them to you. It touched Sylvia and I. And amongst what she said, she says, God uses mothers for the establishments and the maintenance of human institutions in government and state. But primarily, Christian mothers are for the purpose of sending forth into a sinful world those who will become the salt of the earth and permeate the world with Christian idealism. Mothers are or were meant to be the chief soul molders, character constructors, God's recruiting agents for the eternal realms of heaven. Both mothers and fathers are richly blessed of the Lord when they can approach the throne of grace, praying in true sincerity for their children. Amen. I thought of sharing it with you. Mother's Day. I want to talk today about honoring mother. I always have the, the privilege of speaking on Mother's Day and Father's Day. So far, I don't have a message for Father's Day. Father, pray. <laughs> pray. <laughs> or maybe we'll give you a vacation. I want to read a, a couple of verses. One verse is found that you, most of you know it. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. And uh, Paul writing into the, the Ephesian church, writing them in Ephesians chapter 6 from verses 1 through 3, I will read this. Children, obey pa your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on earth. 
And as we observe Mother's Day in the United States today, on this glorious day of spring, I'm amazed and sad at the same time to see the almost universal disregard of this great commandment in our generation. And the commandment is, honor your mother. I think it is one of the most striking sign of the many of the many signs of our times. 2,000 years ago, it was prophesied that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men shall be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, Underline that, ungrateful and unholy. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. One of the great men who went before us to heaven, Bill MacDonald, most of you know him, wrote on this subject, he says, it teaches us that a life of obedience to parents is a type of life which, in general, ensures length of days. A life of disobedience, on the other hand, and sin, often leads to premature death. This is the first commandment, he also says, with a promise attached. It teaches respect for authority. The word honor means more than obey. The obedience is necessarily included in it. To honor mother means to give her the place of superiority. To hold her in high esteem. And to reverence her and obey her. Honor your mother is a simple but profound statement which is repeated in the word of God several times. Honor your mother, this is the emphasis of the day today. And I hope each and every family is going to go and enjoy and honor their, their mothers and have a good time together. When we honor someone as mother, we evaluate that person accurately and honestly and treat, in this case, treat her with respect, with reverence, with kindness and courtesy that this character demands. Someone said, a good mother is worth hundreds of school masters. In honor of mothers today, I want to bring some thoughts and put them in front of you. The first one is, let's honor today her sensitive and perceptive spirit. Do you think mom is sensitive? Yes, no? Yes, thank you. Do you think she is perceptive? 
we shall see. When the shepherds visited the Lord Jesus Christ in his crib, Mary was observing what they were saying. And the Bible says in Luke 2.19, Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Mother. And when uh, they lost the Lord when he was still young and they found him in the temple, I think they, they were lost, but he was not. And when they, when they found him and asked him, where were you? He said, don't you know that I have to be, I'm in my father's house and I have to take care of a business? And she listened to him. And the Bible says his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Only a sensitive mother looks at her son and knows every word said about him or he says. Only a mother can catch that. And a mother's heart is like a storehouse. Did you ever find that? She treasures everything that happens to her family. Through her sensitive spirit, she remembers every detail, while fathers forget most of the details. Do you agree with me, fathers? She observes everything they do. She rejoices when they show maturity and grieves when they act foolishly. The Bible says in Proverbs 10.1, a foolish son is a grief to his mother. She is so sensitive that she can tell when something is wrong and she observes silently and puts this in her heart like the mother of Jesus. A godly mother has a God-given capacity to guide and direct her children in the Lord's way. This is why the Bible describes her, he says, a virtuous wife. Who can find? For her worth is far above rubies or jewels. She knows well her children. She prays for them. She reads to them. She guides them in the way they should go. For when they are old, they shall not depart from it. Mothers. Mothers, the Bible is always right. The word of God is supreme. There is no discussion about it. When it says when the mother, and in this case, father, parents, they raise their kids in the fear of the Lord, like bring them to Sunday school, praying with them at home, and always teaches them the precepts of the Lord, Jesus Christ. They will never lose. When they grow up, they will not depart from the word of God. They become good Christians, and we always pray for that. She guides, and her guidance is always with love and consideration. And a caring mother, she spends 
more time, listen mothers, more time on her knees than anything else. Abraham Lincoln once said, I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. That's one of the presidents of our great country. So, mothers, someone said about a mother, he said, a mother could perform the jobs, where is Jim uh, Cisco? A mother could perform the jobs of several air controllers with ease. I hope he's listening. And I read this. A mother seems to have eyes in the back of her head. Do you agree with that? Here's one more. She has ears that can hear the cookie jar lid being stealthily lifted two rooms away. Timothy, what are you doing? Ting, ting. My hand in the jar. Okay. That's really, really our mothers. Bless her. No matter how much she is hurting or she is busy, she always puts a smiling face. Isn't that, isn't that right? And her smiles are contagiously cheerful and light up a home, imparting hope and courage to her husband and children. Theodore Roosevelt once said, America's greatest asset is home-building, God-fearing mothers. Mothers, you're called upon today to be this mother, a God-fearing and home-building mother. A good mother, a godly mother rejoices when her children achieve. And she grieves when they fall or fail. Her sensitive spirit and big heart are not found but in godly mothers. How limitless are her sacrifices. She cheerfully makes for those she loves more dearly than her own life. Let's honor her today. Honor your mother. Let's honor her sincere faith also and godly influence. We're called upon to do that. And we see that in the word of God. Paul writes to his son Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. He says, For I am mindful, son Timothy, of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and then in your mother, Eunice. And I'm sure that it is also in you as well. It goes into first generation, second generation, third generation. The sincere faith. When you train your child, with sincerity and teach him the words 
of God. And faithfully look after him daily. You don't drop him at the door of the church. They say, train my kids. I'll pick him up at 11.30 or 1 o'clock. This is, no. A mother, if you want to bring him to church, you come with him. You come with your children and attend church with them and go home and be the mother after God's own heart at home. Church begins at home and when you train them at home, they will behave at church and when they grow up, you will be proud of them. You don't have to be ashamed of who they are. I want to give you two examples. One mother who trained her child, not according to the word of God, and another according to the word of God. In 1 Kings chapter 22 and verse 52, let's read from verse 51. King Ahaziah walked in the way of his mother. They didn't say his father. What was her way? Flip over to 2 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 3. We'll find her way. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king. And he reigned one year in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was, my wife knows her name, Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor to do wickedly. What did she counsel him to do? Wickedly. And he became a, one of the worst kings. So, mothers, we are challenged today. How do you treat your children? How do you raise them? How do you care after them? It all shows up when they grow up. Here's a mother, another mother. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 8, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, amen, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. She is the teacher. School is an extension of the house. I don't know whether you agree with me or not, but I believe 100% that school is the extension of the house. The way you teach your kids at, at home, it's show at school. It's show anywhere else. It's show at church. Hear the teaching of your mothers. And we are divinely forbidden to forsake the teaching of our parents. Listen, children, high school, students, 80% of a child teaching is done by mothers. 
Don't blame the father, though they have big responsibility, but because mother is with them all day long. Mothers are responsible to be good teachers. They are with the children almost every minute. Paul told Timothy that it was his mother's teaching from childhood that gave you wisdom and salvation. And he, he wrote Timothy, told him, you are, he's my son. In writing to the Philippians, in chapter 2, verses 19 and 22, he said, there was no one, no one who's like-minded, who cares, who has a heart for the ministry like Timothy. Can we say to, uh, about Timothy, like mother, like son? If you have a good daughter or a good son, you are proud of. When you like, when you like to, hear, to hear people say, wow, like mother, like daughter, like mother, like son, you'll be proud. And if it's differently, what would you say? A mother is a character builder. Her faith reflects on her children in every way, in every form and shape. Did Timothy possess godly character? Help me on this. When you, when, when you, what did he become when he grew up? Would someone know? Quiz? Test? He became a pastor of the church. He became a servant of God. And who taught him? When he was young. And Paul passed by his house. And he told his mother, here's a young man. I like to use him with me in the ministry. What did she say? Oh, no, 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 no. No, you can't have him. He's my only child. Maybe. The Bible doesn't say. You can't take him. You know what she said? I raised him to be and to become a man of God. Paul, take him with you. He took him. And through all the experiences, he survived. He grew up to be the man of God and a pastor of a church. And Paul is writing him the letter now and says, I have not found a man like him who cares and serves the Lord the way I like him to serve. She groomed him, and after she groomed him, said, I give you to God. Go. And he succeeded. Mothers, before anything else, before any plan you do for your children, plan for them to get saved and know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. People will thank you and will say in the future, what a great mother he had. The best academy, listen, a mother's can offer is her knees. When her sons, when her daughters come into the house and see her on her knees praying for them. That's the best place where they can learn. A man of God once wrote, the formative period for building character for eternity 
is in the nursery. Is in the nursery. A, a faithful and a godly mother will point her children to God by the force of her example and not much by the power of her words. She is a part of God's plan to teach her children and we are at this moment asked to, re to respect her and respect her place in the home. Her faith, her character, her sensitive spirit, her godliness are never to be looked down upon. She needs our respect. Young men and young women, love your mothers and honor them. No language can express the power and beauty and heroism and majesty and depth of a mother's love. Let's honor her love today. Let's honor her love. Robert Brott once wrote, there is an instinct in a woman to love most her own children, but listen to this. And there is also an instinct to make any child who needs her love her own. There's nothing that you can substitute for a mother's love. I will end up my little talk about a story I read, and it's a true story. And the title of this story, A Mother is Waiting. A Mother is Waiting. John Todd, it's in the archives, was born in Rutledge, Vermont, into a family of several children. They later moved to the village of Killingsworth back in the early 1800s. And there, at a very young age, both John's parents died. The relatives wondered what they would do with so many children. It doesn't say how many, but they had so many children. How they could parcel them out to other friends and relatives. Sad. One dear and loving aunt said she would take little John, John Todd. The aunt sent a horse, she was a well-to-do, up north, and sent a, one of her employees and to escort John, bring him back on the horse and carriage and bring him back to her. He was only six years old at that time. So the escort, Caesar, came and put the little boy on the back of the horse. And on the way back, there was an endearing conversation that took place. And bear with me. John says, will she be there? The man answered, oh, yes, she'll be there waiting up for you. Will I like living with her? My son, you are going to fall into good hands. 
Will she love me? She is the most loving person I've met in my life. She has a big heart. Will I have my own room? Will she let me have a puppy? She's got everything all set for you. I think she has some surprises also. Do you think she'll go to bed before we get there? Are you with me? Do you want me to stop? No, okay. Oh, no. She'll be sure to wait up for you. You'll see her when we get out of these woods. And you will see her candle shining in the window. When we got near the house, sure enough, there was a candle in the window. And she was standing in the doorway. She reached down, took him into her arms, and kissed him. Remember, he lost his mom and dad. And she said, Welcome home, son. She fed him supper, took him into his room, and waited on him until he fell asleep. And with her godly teaching, she was a saved mother. And motherly love, she took him as her son and raised him. Raised him all these years. He grew up to become a great minister of the gospel. John Todd, it was there at her knees that he grew up to know the Lord Jesus Christ. His new mother became to him everything in life. And it was a place of enchantment because the, the home, because of his aunt. It awed him that she had given him a second home, showered him with love and compassion and care. She had become a second mother to him. Years later, long after he had moved away, serving the Lord, his aunt wrote to him a little letter that I'm expected to die soon. Her health was failing, and she wondered what was to become of her. This is what John Todd wrote her when he received the letter. Dear, my dear aunt, years ago, the effect of love, listen, I left a house of death not knowing where I was to go whether anyone cared, whether it was the end of me. The ride was long, but Caesar encouraged me. Finally, he pointed out to your candle in the window. And there we were in the yard, and you embraced me. You loved me. You took me by the hand into my own room that you had made up for me. After all these years, I still can't believe it, how you did all these things for me. 
And above all, I was expected by you. I felt safe in that room, so welcomed, so loved. It was my home. He wrote all this, and he ended up, now it's your turn to go. And as one who has tried it out, I'm writing to let you know that someone is waiting up for you. All what you did for me is not going to go in vain. Your room is already done. The light is on. The door is open. And as you ride into that yard, don't worry, Auntie. You are expected. There's someone waiting to take you by the hand into your room. I know. I once saw God standing in your doorway. A mother's love. I once saw God standing in your doorway. Long time ago. See you there. As long as she's around, let's honor her. As long as she's there to love you and care for you, honor her. I lost my mother, but I remember. Be a good mother, and God will honor you. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we are thankful that your word reminds us every now and then that these true stories bring us closer to the fact how much we depend on mother. The treasures that we have in godly mothers in this world we cannot even explain it. We can again say, may the Lord raise more godly mothers and bless those who are around. Let's honor them. And the young mothers that are growing, may we ask your blessings upon them and help so they can grow in knowing you more and more and in raising a new generation to honor you. Bless this day and the lives of many families and bless the mothers and we pray that you give them a wonderful time. We remember those who are not with us today, those who are vacationing, those who are visiting their mothers and being with their families. We pray for them and ask you to bless them and bring them back to us safely. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.